run. Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's What You Could Have Run podcast. Uh, today I'm going to be talking to Andy about the North Downs Way 100, which is a 100-mile event put on by Centurion Running. It's their first event to go ahead since they've had to delay a lot of events due to COVID. So it'd be interesting to see what changes they've made to the former A stations, etc., to try and make it safe for COVID. It'd be interesting to see if that's had a detrimental effect on the, the small and friendly atmosphere that Centurion events are so well known for. It's 300 competitors, it's not large in the same scale as, say, London Marathon, but it's certainly a lot bigger than some of the 40, 50 marathons that have gone ahead recently. So let's listen to Andy and hear how he got on. Right, with me now is Andy, who's here to talk about the North Downs Way 100 that's just taken place. This was a Centurion Running's first or post-COVID event. So it'd be interesting to hear um, how they've managed that and how he got on. And if anyone's noticed, it was a little bit warm that weekend. So Andy can give tips of how to actually finish a 100-miler when it's 30 odd degrees in Britain and we're not used to it. So, uh, welcome Andy. Thank you, thank you for having me. Do you want to give us a little introduction about yourself and how you got into running and why you did the North Downs Way 100 on the hottest day of the year? <laughs> well, there wasn't a lot of choice in that. You, you, the, the weather is what it is. But um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I'm Andy Law. I, I started running back in uh, 2004, 2005 uh, when my daughter was born. You know, general fitness stuff. Um, I, I know that well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, trying to trying to sort of get rid of my old bad habits. But, um, and I'd always sort of wanted to run London Marathon, um, uh, but I didn't get into that for, well, you know, you know what it's like trying to get into London, mm. even back then. Um, so I'd run a few running half marathons. I ran, ran my first one in 2005, because that, that's where I grew up. Oh, I hate running. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's a fairly common thing especially especially uh people who run at autumn 100 where you get the welcome to reading sign and then a yes. massive, <laughs> yeah. um uh yeah it wasn't wasn't particularly spectacular start to running but um i think I, my first reading was like two uh, two hours four minutes or something um and I, I i you know finished that and i couldn't imagine running any further than that yeah um but as you do, you kind of crack on and somehow, somehow do it. I did, so I did London first, first time in 2008, um, fairly unspectacularly. Um, that was when, if you, if you applied three, three, I think it's three years in a row, you got an autopathic place. Oh yeah. yeah. It's almost unthinkable now. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that won't work at all now, the current numbers with it. No, no. Um, and came back to do it again in 2009 and actually trained for it the second time and went slightly slower because I had a hot year something oh, something yeah. about hot years in me I don't know what it is um and I swore after that I'd never never run again so especially not a marathon um but got back into it but so um my dad in 2011 was diagnosed with something called primary sclerosing cholangitis okay. which is uh, quite a mouthful um he he had ulcer ulcerative colitis his whole life um which meant that he was on the list for a liver liver transplant um, and I decided that I'd go back and run another marathon to run to raise some money for the British Liver Trust. That's cool. Uh, so I went and ran Brighton, actually trained for it properly this time. And um, whereas my London attempts had been around 4:45, I snuck in under four hours, and actually sort of 
I think that's that's one of those sort of milestones where I felt like a, a real runner. Um, so sli- slightly more hooked into it that 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 sort of after a big gap. Um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, my 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 dad never got his um, transplant, and he he passed away. Um, but so I went back uh, 2014 um, after after he passed away. I decided to um, do some more events, raise raise uh, raise some money for the British Liver Trust. So I did Brighton again, uh, and the Three Forts, and then I I saw in a running magazine uh, about running London to Brighton. Uh, so that's the hunt, the, the uh, challenge events one. Yeah. And I saw it and I thought, that's just, that's the craziest thing I've ever, ever heard. But something just intrigued me so much. And that's about 60 um, odd miles, is it? Is right? It's 100, 100k. 100k. Yeah, that's a 62 yeah. mile journey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a big step up from Marathon. It was. And looking back, my first attempt at ultra running was just absolutely laughable. Um, <laughs> I made it to 80k, but it was muddy. Um, I'd done all of my training on road. I've not even ventured onto the trails at all. <laughs> I did the second half of the race in road shoes, so I was slipping and sliding all over the place, tiptoeing around puddles and, and mud, um, and yeah, completely out of my element, but absolutely loved it. And uh, decided to go back the next year and try it again. Um, didn't make it to, to that to that particular race, but um, did the Thames Pass Ch- Thames Pass Challenge. Um, so that was my first finish in 2015, I think. Um, but also in between those attempts, I'd done the very cliched ultra runner thing of reading reading Born to Run, and yeah. deciding that <laughs> deciding that I, I, you know, I haven't finished it. I haven't finished any ultra race, but I think I should do a hundred mile next. So I'd signed That's up to uh, signed up to South Downs Way hundred and. Um, yeah, and that's where it all kind of started. So I had to tell my wife as I finished Thames Path Challenge, uh, yeah, I'm running 100 miles next. So yeah, but she 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 stuck stuck with me through it. So um, yeah, sorry, that's that was a bit your of a, first enduring event. Then it kind of got you hooked on the event, didn't it? Uh, actually, South Downs Way 50 was my first one in 2016. Yeah, um, and another one where I finished it and thought, God, I'm out of my depth here. If I've, I struggled with a 50 and thought. Well, similar with the sort of first half marathon, I got to the end of that and thought there's no way on earth that I'm going to be able to do 100 miles of this. But yeah, no, it's, it's, and there's not really much in between. I suppose you've sort of tried 60 miles and stuff in between, but the most, the few events in that bracket are there. So it's generally 50 and then double it for 100 and hope you don't die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a step up, isn't it? Well, and, the, and, and you can't feasibly sort of train anything like you can't go and do a 60 mile training run to see how it feels you know um it will destroy you but exactly especially when you've got family work commitments and stuff isn't it so yeah Yeah. our other half indulges pretty much as it is if you were to take a random saturday off and run for you know 12 hours of it it would be taking the mix slightly yeah i i think i'm lucky that i it 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 gets tolerated yes Uh, i'm in the (laughs) same boat yeah. (laughs) yeah um I think I think the thing is that um, my wife sees how I am when I don't run, so um, I think it's preferable to sort of me get out for hours on end on the weekend than than to not. Yeah, I do get the hint occasionally. Yeah. Have you not run today? Because you seem to be in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So um, 
obviously I presume you signed up to North Downs of 800 uh, or about a year ago before anyone knew what COVID was. Uh, well, actually, yeah, it was my third year in a row signing up. So I'd, I'd yeah. when was it? 2018, I, I was trying, the, uh, well, I, I, my aim was to try for the um, slam. But I also yeah. got a, I also got a place in CCC, and I uh, was it 2018. Oh, anyway, yeah, I I didn't make it to the start line anyway. Um, it was too close to CCC to um, to uh, attempt a hundred miles across the North Downs, and then <laughs> nice 2000. Cool What's that? Nice little cool down. Or would it have been before? Yeah, uh, it would have been before. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice but, final you know, long run. Two or three weeks before is not a, not a great idea. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, and then, yeah, last year injury put pay to it. Um, so but this I thought, year you thought everything's going to go perfect. I'm going to try. Well, everything's going to be fine. There's going to be no it, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd resign myself to the fact that it wasn't going to happen. To be honest, but um, yeah. it, uh, I'm still shocked that um, Centurion were, a- were able to get it to go ahead. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm so grateful that they did because it, it can't have been easy to get that. Yeah. So with all this going on, presumably, then you signed up in a broader year ago. Um, looking to August and what January, we're probably thinking maybe I'll start my training, and then sometime around March, probably realise that it might be a complete waste of time, or it might not. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I had. I mean, it's, I think for everyone, it's been a bit of an odd year, right? <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I had a really good start to the year. I'd. Um, I went and ran Seville Marathon. Um, oh, it's a quick course, though, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, and that is what I, I well ran my first sub sub three, which I still oh, yeah. can't quite believe that. Oh, uh, you're too quick. Uh, you can get off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I can't even imagine running that pace now, but um, somehow did that. I came back from there, and I was meant to be running Thames Path hundred, um, and sort of really full of confidence that I'd be able to give that a good mm. good crack. And then I think it was just uh, just as we came back from Seville, everything started, the, the world started to implode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was, there was Thames Path 100, Lulworth Cove, Rose of the Shires, and Dubai Ultra Trail out in um, Austria. Oh, right. So all, all of those called off. And, I, you know, I, I assumed that North Downs probably wouldn't go ahead. I, I'd pretty much written off this year. Um, so and, were you training hoping it might happen or did you just have to step up at the last minute on the training well I I have to admit lockdown for me I really struggled with it mm. um, I think something being in being in London every time I went out it felt like there were so many people about I, I, I was running down the middle of the road a lot, a lot of the time just to sort of try and maintain distance and yeah. it was I mean, it's still quite odd out there, but um, when when lockdown first started, it was it was yeah, just a bizarre place to be, you know. Yeah, and and I there, just there I, seemed to almost be a bit of social media shame as well, wasn't it? If anyone went out for a long run, it was a bit like, oh, the government's you know one exercise a day. They don't mean you to do more than an hour and all this. Yeah, I, and yeah, for me, the like running's massive for my like mental health. Mm. But I found that I was coming back from a run feeling more anxious than I did when I went out, which is like, that's never the case. 
Um, yeah, trying to dodge around people and all that. One of my mates did his ankle in trying to dodge around someone who was sort of blocking the path <laughs> and then off running for weeks. Yeah, and uh, and you know, especially on trail, if you came across other people, you're sort of backing into hedges to try and get around yeah. them and that kind of thing. Um, and then I, you know, I'd see some of the exploits of my friends, as you sort of alluded to. So some of my friends were doing sort of crazy challenges. Uh, a guy called Al Flower, Al 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 Flowers. I don't know if you know him. He, oh, no, I don't know. he did uh, basically running around his garden nearly a hundred miles. Oh, God, um, there a lot of like garden ultras and stuff, and that's crazy. Yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, uh, Alan, Alan Anderson did a hundred miles up and down his street. Uh, my friend Trevor Paul did a did fifty k just round his local woods, and I just I don't know I couldn't get myself motivated, so I I I was I went the opposite way, sort of locked my well wasn't really getting out running, wasn't feeling great about it, didn't think there would be anything co- like happening. Um, so, so yeah, that's a great way to start training for North Downs 100, isn't it? Yeah, so at what point did you realise it was definitely going to happen then? Well, um, as, as for, for sort of uh, birthday and Christmas presents, um, I got some vouchers for some training sessions with a guy called Shane Benzie. Um, okay. He's just had a book come out. So he, he uh, sort of does coaching on your form. So it's like the idea of sort of, using your natural elasticity to uh to run is that a bit other tree running kind of thing is it similar to that or i don't i don't know he i mean he's he studies a lot of he works with lots of good runners uh and me i'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry so you're already pretty much there so yeah well yeah i, I mean yeah i'll i'll take that I'm, 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 that's that's one of my prouder moments but yeah, so I, I when when lockdown started to ease a bit, I got my first session in with him, um, which happened to coincide with being ten weeks out from North Downs Way. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things that sort of gave me a real buzz again for running and and wanting to get get back training. So um, I've been working with a guy called John John Melbourne um, as my coach for the last year. Um, so I spoke spoke to him about getting a training plan to to get ready for North Downs 100 because and did either they think you were crazy trying to train for 100 mile in 10 weeks um no I mean obviously it's quite a compressed time frame to to put that into but there was some sort of base fitness there Mm. um and I think probably I I wasn't sure whether it was going to happen I'd heard James Elson had been on the, the British Ultra Running podcast and the Centurion podcast and had alluded to the fact that he thought he could get these events on. But there's a large part of me thought it's not going to happen. You know, you've got so many landowners. Um, you've got to get the trolls and stuff to sort out. And yeah, it's licensing insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, I, as I say, like I had that that coaching session. I was just started really excited to get running again. So um, you just started training with sort of ten weeks out. Did you have a kind of a target time, or at that point were you just thinking it'd be nice to finish? Um, I, I mean, I always go into a race with sort of the, the bronze, silver, gold yeah. uh, targets. So, I mean, my you want main to win target... it outright with gold. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that, I think there something strange would have, would have to happen for that to to that for that to occur. Um, I, I mean, it was strange enough as it was where, where we got to. But um, so yeah, I mean, my 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 main goal was just to to finish it, especially after the DNS in in the last two years. Mm. So really, actually, just making the start line was was my main. Good start. <laughs> yeah. One, two, uh, four. Did better than last year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, silver would have been would have been sub twenty four, and I was kind of hoping for sub twenty two, with a very very secret kept to myself that I thought I could get near to twenty, um, but in the end, <laughs> yeah. in the end, I mean, once I started seeing the weather forecasts coming up to the day, it was just more a case of like, just you just got to survive it out there. It's not. Um, it's not going to be fast yeah because it was you know even a month out people were going oh it looks a bit toasty and it wasn't getting any better was it closer it yeah it was crazy as well i think like the weather forecast seemed to change on a daily basis and it looked like i think i think maybe 10 days out they start the temperatures looked like they were starting to drop to maybe like mid to high 20s and you thought that you know that's that's all right and then they started to go slowly back up towards the day just there but 30 plus in Britain is a bit unusual, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, I, I, weirdly, I was strangely calm about it because there's, there's literally nothing you can do. Right. It, it is what it is. So, um, I yeah. probably better approach to have it than it is what it is. You can't control it. So don't stress about it. Do you yeah, have any I'm, concerns about the kind of COVID side of it? Because obviously, across the country, you've got everyone from people who, insist we should all go back to normal it's all a lot of rubbish to people who basically haven't left the house since march and still yeah. you know bleach right down the post when it comes through the door so <laughs> you know how did you do that um i mean first and foremost i have run a lot of centurion races and i sort of trust them implicitly mm. and and hearing james speak on on the podcast and looking at the measures that they that, or the potential measures that they outlined that they could take I, I completely trusted them that they, 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 there's no way on earth that they would put on uh, an event with undue risk to runners. Um, no, I mean, they're definitely the most organised. So in terms of, sort of logistics, I think normally you'd register, um, they do the kit check and all that, and you'd get your bib number. How's that handled in the current climate? So numbers were sent out, um, so in the post, so which was actually a really nice thing, you know, you, you, you could have your kit all ready to go the night before. Um, yeah. Which I, I know it doesn't take long to pin a number on, but when you're a bit nervous at the start line, trying to pin a number on that's going to sit there nicely for 100 miles is a, is, is a task in itself. Exactly. Um, and then they, there was no kit check at the start. Um, they were doing random kit checks out on the course. I, I was fortunate that I didn't have yeah. one of those, but... Um, I think that I think they were doing a certain number at each aid station. That's cool. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, so obviously they had the two-hour staggered start as well. Yeah. So normally it'd be six a.m. Three hundred people set off kind of thing, wouldn't it? So how did this one work? So this was five a, a start window between five a.m. and seven a.m. Uh, kind of self-policing. Um, Self-policing, so the faster runners should start at 5 a.m., slower runners towards 7. 
um, which with that weather, you kind of, I, I felt a bit sad for the slower, slower runners because you've got less, <laughs> I mean, yeah, less of that, that kind of cooler weather to start off with. Um, but it, and the start, cut off from when you cross the line and although from what, the, <laughs> when the yeah, cutoffs the cut, work. The cutoffs were from when you started. Oh. So, um, I don't know whether it happened to anyone, but obviously you had to work out based on your start time what the cutoff was when you got to a checkpoint. Which probably sounds so easy know. in the light of day, doesn't it? But at 70 miles, when your brain's run out your ears, you struggle with basic math, I know I do. Yeah. And and I remember I like... what time I started, add that <laughs> onto the cutoff and work out whether or not you were there or not would be a bit yeah. fun. Well, it, and I, I don't know whether it happened to anyone that they actually left a checkpoint. Mm. Um, after their their own cutoff um but i hope it didn't because that would be horrendous um but it seemed to work pretty well the the start the start thing and it was actually quite a nice relaxed way to start a race um other than having a temperature gun pointed at your, at your head at the start line Excellent. which is a, which is a slightly odd way to turn up to a race <laughs> um but instead of you know like a lot of the the uh, normally at the races it feels like a big sort of lead up and you have the race briefing and there's quite an atmosphere at the start line. As a this rush, you go last toilet stop and double check <laughs> your field, your bottles and all this business, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, it felt more like you were sort of starting on a, on a normal sort of long run. Yeah, um, that's quite good then, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and, and obviously just... there were people around, but it was it was a lot more spread out than it would normally be. And around. then once you've raced and I presume, you, you know, you've, like you said, you're fairly spread out, the faster people are in front, so you shouldn't really be catching them, so... Yeah, I mean, there's the usual uh, where you're sort of yo-yoing people around the same pace, mm. um, and that's that. I had had that, you know, with with a number of runners for probably the last sort of first sort of twenty-five miles. Yeah. Um, but it certainly it was a lot more spread out than than normal. In terms of pacing it, then were you doing sort of run walk and stuff? Because presumably that will also factor into passing each other. Um. For me, the pacing was, I mean, um, pacing for the first 25, it's first 25 miles of the race, it's very easy to get carried away. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of runnable terrain in that, um, in that 25 miles. So my thing was to just keep it sort of, um, keep the pace down and not get carried away. Um, I did it's, speak to... I can say it's fairly undulating, isn't it? The, uh, the North Downs, I suppose you've got breaks to some extent as the uphills come yeah but i mean that that first 25 miles is some of the more runnable stuff um you knocked that and three hours then yeah absolutely not though no. um it's yeah it's but it was it's a strange one because it was the cooler part of the day it was actually really nice running conditions early on so it was kind of hard to hold hold back it was the sort of temp around there roughly was it in the 20s already or Oh yeah, I don't think it dropped below. I don't think there was any point that it was below twenty. Um, I <laughs> think that's bad. Yeah, I think it was twenty-two or something. But the the thing was that the cloud never, or the the sun never broke through the cloud probably until early afternoon. Okay. So we actually, whilst it was like hot and uh, hot and sweaty and uh, humid, it wasn't. You weren't getting a direct sun baking you then, no. 
No, no. And, and actually the first, up until probably after Caterham, there's, it's mainly sort of tree covered. There's, there's a lot of shelter. Um, it's after that that you get into some of the open fields or desert as they felt like on, <laughs> on the day. Um, honestly, there was one, one field probably, uh, I think it was just after Caterham. It honestly felt like running Marathon de Sable. It was like, you're in the middle of the North Downs. You're just like, it was like just uh, like brown soil. So it felt like you're in the middle of yeah. the desert. And, and that sun beating down on you was just something else. Um, yeah. So how, yeah, did you have any tips to try and kind of keep you cool? Or were you just moderating your pace and trying not to die? Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that hot. <laughs> uh, Everyone else was making it up, weren't they? Yeah, no. So that somebody there was there was a runner I, I can't remember who it was, but on on in the Centurion Facebook group they posted after the race that they'd got a reading on their Garmin of forty four and a half degrees. I did um, see that as well. Yeah, and do you know what? I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it yeah, like I said, the, the those exposed fields were just just crazy. Um. So yeah, tips for <laughs> tips for running in the. To, I mean, to be honest, I was constantly like on a knife edge. It, the race briefing was emailed out to everyone before the race, so that was another another change for the for the uh, mm. COVID situation. And his tip for running running in the heat was just to stay patient. And it's kind of difficult to do because you want to push on and and go as quickly as you can. But that was a big thing for me. Just once once it got to the sun had broken through and we we're running in apparently 44 and a half degrees. Um, it was just a case of plodding on really. Um, it was hard to stay hydrated. Um, I was downing like two bottles in between each aid station. So one, 1.2 liters. Um, and my, I mean, it's not a nice way, not a nice thing to talk about, but my wee was not a nice color. Yes. Well, to be fair, yeah, when you start ultra running, you do get a bit obsessed with the car of your way, don't you? <laughs> Amongst other things, yeah. <laughs> um, and one thing that really helped me, and it sounds a bit crazy, but I listened to a few sort of um, sports science podcasts and, uh, and that kind of thing. And on a couple of those, they talked about how at Tokyo, uh, mental was going to be a big thing. Um, mm. In that it, it sort of, uh, it tricks you into feeling cooler than you are um so my secret weapon was uh fisherman's friends <laughs> I, and i'm aware that it sounds crazy but they it honestly helped i mean um, i like when i've got a sore throat i can't ever use them in a hot race but yeah yeah i i, I would recommend it I, I mean the other thing that i tried was um have you ever come across the mint mint syrup drink they have it in um, France. France. Oh, the Diablements or whatever they, when you, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had that in, in one of my water bottles, but I, get, I gave up with that after, uh, probably after the first checkpoint. It, did, didn't, it didn't have the same effect as Fisherman's Friends. Probably, probably not a bad <laughs> idea, but yeah. And that's a good tip that, yeah, certainly not one I've heard before. Um, yeah. so, I mean, you obviously managed and you're doing all right, but a lot of people didn't. When At what point do you kind of notice that people are dropping out or are you so sort of spread that you didn't really realise quite the attrition rate until the end? Um, weirdly, I, don't, I, it, I really didn't. 
I mean, I've I've volunteered at North Downs Hundred, uh, two thousand eighteen to two thousand nineteen, and two thousand eighteen was a very hot year. So I'd seen, I'd seen it in the past mm. that, that that this particular race can destroy people in in the heat. So I, I kind of suspected that there would be a high high drop rate, um, but because of the fact that the field was spread out, you didn't. I mean, you saw people out on the course suffering and and uh, aid stations you could see that some people were not in a, in a great state but yeah i never got the i never got the feeling that i was sort of moving through the field um because of people dropping but my wife sent me a text uh, i think i was about 14 hours in saying i was 75th and then sent me another one an hour later saying that i'd got up got up to 50 <laughs> and I, I thought I thought I've passed a few people, but not not that many. And it, honestly, until I was thinking about about speaking with you, I hadn't even thought that. Oh yeah, that's that's why I'd moved up twenty five places. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even even then, I thought that there was probably something up with the timing system due to the staggered start. I didn't think that that's where I would be in the field. And it wasn't until I got to uh, Detling where I was meeting um, John Melbourne, who uh, my coach. Hours, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he was picking me up as a pacer there. Um, and I got into the aid station and they said, you're, you're 25th, 26th position. And I just, I just started laughing because I, <laughs> I, I assumed that they were joking. Um, and it was only then that it really hit home. And then John was telling me as we started running about all, all the people that had been dropping and the casualties. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, it, it, the end was 46% finisher rate, wasn't it? So yeah, yes. I think Which prior think... to this, I think they said it was 36% DNF was their worst year on the North Down 100. So they've ended up with a 54% DNF this year. But that's come, that's the sort of level of stupid stuff like Lakeland 100 where you're up and down mountains and getting trench for it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it is exactly the same uh, dropout rate as uh, Wendover Woods, hundred. Yeah, not Wendover was, Woods fifty. Yeah, yeah, the Wendover Woods hundred was a crazy one as well, wasn't it? So, yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I think they're doing the race again next year. Yeah, sort I'm, of, I'm sort of tempted. <laughs> I, I, same here. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I don't. Know. I, I think it's yeah. It's it's just the idea of it is just horrible enough. That I'm really interested, <laughs> and you kind of know it's not going to be run every year, is it? So it's a kind of a getting what you can thing. If it was a, if it's an event they're going to run every year for the next decade or something, you could just keep putting it off. But yeah, and it's also the thing I I put off running the fifty for a long time, mm. thinking that I really wouldn't enjoy it, and actually, it was one of the most fun events that I've run. Um, I think just the fact that. You don't have to carry that much because you're around to the to the checkpoint every ten True. miles, um, and just seeing all the volunteers every ten miles is great. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Um, so the idea, well, the idea of doing that for another um, another fifty yeah. miles is a bit of a challenge. So on the yeah. topic of checkpoints and aid stations, then obviously normally centurion ones are like a kid's birthday party, aren't they? You wander in a tent and there's you know, buckets of food everywhere and you eat until you're sick. Yeah. How's that work now in COVID times? Uh, 
yeah, I mean, the, it was it was definitely a different experience. Um, so all the runners had to san sanitise hands on the way in and way out of the, each aid station. Um, it was self-serve for drinks okay. um, and, and for food. And all the food was kind of uh, pre-packaged. So there was no, which is kind of nice, no kind of... <laughs> Everyone dipping their hands and, and yeah, into there's a bucket drink. of peanut that's probably fifty percent sweat and fifty percent <laughs> other stuff that you don't want to know about. Yeah, you don't you seem to not care after uh, after been running for no exactly. x, x number of hours. But um, yeah, and then so all the, the the drinks were disinfected by the volunteers after each um, after each runner had done it. Um, and there were limited you know, access, weren't there? I think from what I saw, so you weren't. Yeah, so it, it was. Gaps. Yeah, you had to. Uh, the queues, uh, they were they were queues probably for the first couple of aid stations, but mm. you're talking five ten minutes, which in the grand scheme of things is not, yeah, not huge. Um, but you, I, I just really felt for the volunteers because the the volunteers were out there in full PPE, um, in that heat, and I, you know, like I said before, I've I've done those sessions like the vol volunteer before, I think. So I did Dunn Street a couple of years ago, which is a 16-hour shift, um, and Rodham, which I think I'm saying wrong. I had this conversation with people a lot out on the on the course, so I apologise to anyone who lives in Rodham or whatever it is called. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about a 10-hour shift, um, and then you're wearing a full, you know, you've got a mask on and gloves, and and I did not see one volunteer remove like removing their PPE at any point. It just it felt super safe, um, super controlled. Excellent. Um, yeah, but I, I, you have to think as well for volunteers that you know they were adding on an extra couple of hours because of the yeah the it's got to be open longer. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, like, like as 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 normal with uh, Centurion events, like I can't uh, thank thank the volunteers enough because you could also also the the. Um, when you are on that side of the table, your instinct is to, to help everyone. You know, you know what it's like when you go into a checkpoint and yeah, people exactly. are there filling up your bottles. People can't do you... enough for you, can they? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like your bottles are already out of your vest before you've, yeah. you've had a chance to do it. But, um, <laughs> so it's, I think it, it, there was, you could tell that there was a lot of, um, it was going against people's sort of instincts. who They wanted to help, but they weren't allowed to. Yeah, well, it's good to stick into the rules still, but yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, as a runner, it just felt it felt super safe. Um, cool. Yeah, and you still get um, your drop bags and stuff at halfway and eighty-two miles as before. Are they still sort of handled the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Knockhole was one of the two indoor. Um, I think it was two. Yeah, two um, indoor uh, checkpoints. So. You, Runners had to wear face covering, um, so a buff or a, a mask going into yeah. it. But there's play. There, there's. Did, did you have it. a dry buff by that point, or just put up with a sweaty buff around your face? Um, <laughs> I did. I I did put up with a sweaty buff yeah. around my face. <laughs> um, and thinking back, I did have a dry one in my bag, so I don't know why I did that. No, but, um, like that. <laughs> you tend tend not 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 to be thinking so so well at that stage. Um, yeah, but so both both of those aid stations had outdoor seating, so it's like you could go in and grab your stuff and oh. and then sit sit outside. 
And given how hot it was, did you pack like spare change of clothes or what, or just accept the fact you're going to be sweaty from mile one to mile 100? I did, ch- I, I packed a change of shirt for um, knockout. Um, and I, I have to, I, I mean, I got to knockout and I was touch and go whether I was going to pull out there or not. Um, like, like I said before, it was it, like the whole, that, that particularly that point in the day, it was a knife edge of sort of carrying on. And yeah. I just, I felt super sketchy at that point. Um, but I had my friend Trevor, Trevor Paul was waiting for me at Otford and had he, he not been there. So that's, so knockout is 50 miles and uh, Otford is 54 and a half, I think. Okay, so you knew it was that they were waiting for, you didn't want to sort of... Yeah, he, he, he'd driven all the way down from Buckingham as well and I thought, there's no, that's that, like, I'm not, I need to at least make it there. Um, so, yeah, so, anyway, to answer your question, yes, I had a change of shirt. Um, after getting out of knockout, I, it, it, was, it was starting to cool down, um, but it was still pretty hot and I did the unthinkable thing of running shirtless for a number of miles, which I apologise to anyone who witnessed. Um, I'd never, ever considered doing that, but it was just, it was just a thing. I, I, I had, had a nice fresh shirt on. I thought, I, I, want, I don't want to feel like icky in the night time. Yeah, it's a good so, point. Um, and actually, it was quite pleasant. And going from, going from feeling rubbish at, uh, at knockout, I ran some really strong, strong miles after that point. Um, That's good then, yeah. Probably just because I didn't want anyone to see me. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> Go past in a blur. Who was that naked man? <laughs> yeah. I went, though, it was just shirtless. Oh, right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything to keep it cool. Cool. So you started picking up a bit of halfway then. And at that point, like you said, you still weren't really aware quite how badly everyone else was doing. So... Yeah, at what point did you kind of realise then that you were going to be one of the few to finish? Um, I, I, I genuinely didn't realise until I got to Detling. Um, yeah, so I, I, I had a few miles with them. Um, so I met my friend Trevor at yeah. Otford and he sort of kept me going for, he was with me for about 10 miles. Um, and I felt pretty good after that. I've, yeah, I, but again, I didn't really see, because of the field had spread out that much, mm. didn't, didn't see that many people. Um, so I still didn't have, have, a, have a clue that that many people were dropping. Um, and yeah, as, as I say, it wasn't until I got, went, got to meet John at um, Detling and the volunteer said to me that I was yeah. up in 25th, 26th. <laughs> that was that, I, I, and I still, I still find it very difficult to believe. <laughs> Well, you, um, you obviously moved up because you finished in, I should know this, was it 23rd? No, 21st. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so in <laughs> that last 20 odd miles, you gained a, yeah, a good few more positions and yeah, nearly in the top 20. Yes, yeah, 17 seconds behind. Oh, 20, 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have pushed well, him out of the way. Well, I didn't, I, it would have been an exciting finish had, uh, had we started at the same time, but I didn't see him. But, I suppose, um, yeah, he's actually yeah, he's not physically there, is he, there in terms of time? Yeah, um, but it, I mean, it super helped uh, having a pacer, which I'd never had, well, both, both Trevor and John, having them for 
a few miles to keep me moving when I, I would normally probably slow to a walk. Yeah, I, I um, found that myself. You kind of, you kind of, they've, they've taken the effort to get there. So you feel you've got to run a bit every new year. If you're on your own, you probably settle into 20 minute miles and just kind of stare into the abyss and contemplate why you did the race. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just, just to have someone to tell, tell you like it is. Um, yeah. So, so um, yeah, John, John was on my case. <laughs> Anything that was flat or down, which we definitely had a few minor disagreements about. <laughs> Some stuff that was definitely uphill that he was telling me was downhill. Um, yeah, anything like that, it, it was a, a case case to run. And after a while, you sort of, you're so tired, you're just like, I'm just going to go. Yeah, you, you just do what you're told, not, don't you? It's kind of broken your will. Yeah, or don't even wait to be told, just get on with it. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's also towards the, the end of the race, you know, when the sun comes back up, you have that um, second wind. Um, yeah, I like that. It just gives you that kind of, you kind of feel like you slept even though you haven't, and you feel a bit more alive yeah there's there's something i don't know i I, it's uh it's weird that it sort of brings that life back to you um it's one of those things i think i'd read in a few books before experiencing it and thinking no that's rubbish but then you actually experiencing it it really really does sort of reinvigorate you well i did chat to one person i said that didn't happen i just felt tired (laughs) you're missing out the whole fun of it (laughs) <laughs> I guess it probably depends on the um on the length of the event. True, yeah. So um obviously then you you're running well. Did he accompany you right into the finish or did he drop off before then? He he let me have the uh the, the final lap on my own. Oh, so um, he took you there and then watched you finish a lap triumphantly, presumably doing a nice sprint finish. I, <laughs> I did actually give it some welly around there the final lap. I don't, yeah. Um but I mean, I, I forgot to mention John. John was actually the winner of the hundred slam last year, so he's not a bad person to face with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and broke the record, so uh, yeah, he's he's quite quite a quite some runner. But um, he, yeah, he probably found it quite an easy pacing gig then, didn't he? If he's that bloody good. Yeah, although he'd run a what was it, hundred k race the weekend before in Poland. So I think it had four thousand meters of climbing in it. Oof. So yeah, I don't I, I don't know how you could physically go and even at my pace run another twenty the weekend after. But oh, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, eternally grateful for it. Um, yeah. So how did it feel finishing it then after? Well, after two failed attempts to even start, and then a, a year of wondering if it would even happen to actually finally <laughs> finish it. Did it feel believable or like a dream? Yeah, slightly, slightly, slightly dreamlike, really. Um, I, I, as I said, I, I'd felt sort of strangely calm in the lead up to it. Um, and the way that I ran the race was literally like checkpoint to checkpoint. So not getting carried away about the, the, um, the distance to go. Yeah. And it, and it, it honestly wasn't until I got to sort of Dunn street, which is four miles from the end, I think that I thought I've got this now. Nice. So yeah i mean massive relief weirdly i i pre i pre-warned john john that i was 
undoubtedly going to cry at the finish because that's what that's my standard. <laughs> and then I didn't. <laughs> I think it's the first first uh, hundred that I finished. And you probably sweated that much. You didn't have any moisture left to give up. It's yeah, probably that. <laughs> yeah, just evaporating straight from my eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just a, it's a great feeling um, to, to finish a race like that. Yeah, I mean, you certainly had yeah, probably one of the more difficult years in the run-up and then the hottest period as well. So it's, yeah, it's an achievement to even get halfway in. Right? Well, yeah, I, I think the big thing for me as well is just, just feeling so grateful that we were able to even race again. True. So had I, had, I dropped at half, had I dropped at any point, I think I would have felt okay about it because it mm. was just... Um, just happy so just so happy to be back out there yeah true. Um, so uh yeah i mean huge kudos to centurion for making it happen because um it was yeah quite quite something excellent so this being the one out of three for you are you going to go back again next year uh not not, not next not next year <laughs> <laughs> take a year off um I would like to go and uh, go and give it another go at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I I have to admit I finished that and I was meant to be in for Thames Path in two weeks now, and I, just this morning I've withdrawn from that. Um, <laughs> Would have been nice I, I, cool down. It's <laughs> half a mile shorter this year as well, isn't it? Apparently. Yeah. People have to move the last aid point or checkpoint. So yeah, is it been half a mile short? We're running. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> that oh god, that's a race that's easy to underestimate. Um, I, I I I finished so I finished this one, and I I feel like I'm so. I definitely want to run more hundreds, but I'm okay for hundreds for the moment. There, yes. I find them. Uh, it's a beautiful like, experience, uh, and the you know the event adventure side of it is great, but. My God, they don't half drain me, and both physically and mentally. Yeah. Um, so anyone who's running the hundred slam this year, I have huge respect for. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very compressed hundred uh, slam, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I actually met a couple of guys on North Downs who were aiming to do the double slam. Oof. Still, so four fifties and four hundreds in a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think the clo- the quickest turnaround was I think it's Wendover Woods fifty one week to South Downs hundred the next. I th- I think I, I might be wrong with that. I might be wrong, but it was yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's racing Canada's getting a bit like that, aren't they? Races sort of reconfirm and come back. I think everyone's going to have quite a chaotic September October. It does does seem that way. I mean, it seems like. Uh, I think there will be a struggle to get the shorter stuff on again in a sort of safe way. Yeah. Um, but it totally feels like the longer trail events are, you can, you can put them on and everyone be safe and keep distance. And yeah. We had a uh, 5k locally last night in Mount Keynes and they set people up and it was six people sort of per wave and they were done in time order. So it seemed to work really well, but okay. Yeah, locally that's the the first kind of small distance event that I've seen happen. Yeah, um, I know my club's um, cross country calendar. The first, I think they've cancelled the first three races of that already. Oh, I've not even looked at that. Yeah, I normally do cross country as well. I'll have to have a look. 
So yeah. what is your next running challenge other than remembering how to run again after heating yourself up? <laughs> uh, well, obviously it was, as I said, it was going to be Thames Path. It's oh. not now. Um, I, I have agreed I'm going to go and pace um, Sonny Payette. Oh, yeah. um, so I'll go and do 20, 25 miles um, with him. So through, through the home, hometown of Reading. Um, <laughs> that's avoiding a bit, you might need some assistance on you that's a fun bit <laughs> yeah uh, well it's all it's all fun <laughs> yeah it's that bit where you leave at the Thames isn't it, and go through the kind of housing estate and I think if you weren't if you weren't sure of yourself you wouldn't believe you were still on the route would you it's, you're nowhere yeah. near the Thames and you're running down a kind of 70s suburban cul-de-sac <laughs> yeah um and the, the year I did it as well, I think going through Reading, they had the Reading Ale Festival on. Oh, nice. And I got, I got there just at the time it was kicking <laughs> out. It's really not a good time to be going, running through there. Um, I think uh, they'll be able to avoid it, that avoid that this year. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so after that, I think... I, I, the only thing that I've got in the calendar is Lulworth Cove Ultra, um, which was delayed from... April, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's the start of November. Um, I was looking at the Thames Trot, possibly, um, and then possibly Country to Capital early next year. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully, hopefully, giving the Centurion 50 slam um, a go next year. Um, and who I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with, with this, but I did have one of the last sort of guaranteed places for UTMB next year nice. so they've they've changed their point system or changed Again. the entry system <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um but I think it's I, I'm one of the last to sort of get a guaranteed entry but obviously they've allowed everyone to defer for up to three years yeah so and I imagine that the majority of people will just say well I'll go just go into next year so they may not be able to do the the guaranteed places I don't know who, who knows but um I yeah that was why I was going to run Thames Path um, for the points and it appears that they allow uh, an extra year back now of CC of of UTMB races so I can take my points from CCC I'll so then, yeah. it sort of took took the pressure off and um, yeah jo John was sort of advising me not to run it anyway but there was a large part of me that thought well I just want to go and grind up and get the points but um, if I don't have to <laughs> then <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, take it in pace your Yeah, um, and then the the only other one next next year is um, going back to Stubai Ultra Trail, which was cancelled this year, and which I massively failed at last year. So <laughs> I'd like to go and get um, revenge on on that. You've got one. a history That's... of certain lucky then, yeah. Well, we'll find that next year, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that's a that's a cracking race that I recommend for anyone looking for a. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need to do a few more kind of unusual ultras, I think. Yeah. Because Centurion stuff's easy because it's local-ish. Yeah. It's not always easy to get a spot, is it, at the minute? They're getting more and more popular. I could see them going ballot at some point, the way they keep going. But Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think they're, they're cracking events for... They, they've got that the right sort of blend between it being supported, but also feeling like, you are out there on your own and yeah. weird, weird in a weird way. And it um, is what I like is it's, it's they're, they're all like sort of proper routes, aren't they? they? Don't send you up and down a mountain five times just to get elevation to 
get you know kudos points on the internet is it it's mostly it's this is a nice trail it's 100 miles wrong let's run it yeah um and just the um i mean i i often get asked by people who don't run run stupid events yeah normal people um like why i do it and the thing that i always go back to is the sort of community of these um these events and yeah. it, it's definitely it's a big thing sort of being out in the countryside but for me like the centurion the the atmosphere around their events is just i don't know how they've i don't know how they've quite how they've done it but there, there's the incredible community vibe around uh, their events um, and yeah i mean when i say that to people they're like so you run 100 miles because of a nice community you know, <laughs> right? yeah because um, you're not going down the pub <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um i think i feel worse worse going yeah going down the pub after, than after 100 but um no but i think it's only when you really experience their races and how the volunteers are and how all the staff are and fellow runners you know the support is sort of yeah i mean everyone <laughs> involved seems to somehow be a lovely person i don't know how they manage it but yeah yeah um, cool. and, and I know they're not the only race race organisers that have that, but they do seem to have. Um, they perfected it, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely. Cool. So, Brilliant. If anyone wants to follow your sort of running exploits, are you on Twitter, Instagram, or anything? Uh, I um, yes, on both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have to check, did you? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm on um, Instagram as the real Andy Law. <laughs> Are the folks that fake Andy Law? Is it to you know, get a lot of impersonators? Yeah. Uh, well, there were there there apparently was an Andy Law. I think oh. there's a, a martial artist uh, Andy Law. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's not me. That's not me. Um, <laughs> so he he's the fake Andy Law. Um, and then uh, on Twitter as Andy underscore Law underscore because sure. as a web developer, I can never have enough underscores. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I had a, had a great uh, a great thing with that a few few years ago, where a friend of mine tweeted me, or so, thought he was tweeting me, Andy underscore Law, um, and he got the wrong wrong guy. But it sort <laughs> of it ended it ended up with they had quite a long conversation, and he was trying to guide him to a pub where he was. <laughs> where yeah, uh, easy mistake to make. Oh, <laughs> yeah cool well thank you much for coming on it's certainly interesting to hear how you actually finished a race that many people didn't and yeah what covid has done for trail running but it seems like it, it seems well, like they've got a workable solution at the minute at centurion so that's good yeah i mean fingers crossed that they they continue to be able to put them on because um i think for like the sanity of many people yeah it's uh it's important to get them back on and i, I mean i think i've said it before but i just can't thank them enough for for doing what they did to to get it to get it on and, and to everyone involved in in volunteering and uh and all the staff just yeah diff, diff, different level to get that to get that on cool. um, brilliant so uh, yeah hopefully we'll um we'll be able to to carry on with them and and get back to some form of normal normality yeah i need to try and pick a centurion event for next year i think i've not signed up to any yet but i need to pull my finger out because yeah i can't I not mean, do one the the entry for next next year's thames path is open today so uh, 
is there any particular that you you would be looking to go in? I, I, I want to do at some point the North Down Hundred as well, but it's always quite close to daughter's birthday, so right. I'm, I'm praying at some point they shuffle it. Okay, well, hopefully, ho- hopefully not an enforced shuffle. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, hopefully more of line up with my social calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's Wendover Woods 100 next year, which seems like the only sensible choice, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted by that. I did the 50k last year and it was kind of oddly fun. I've not done the 50 mile yet, but... Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, anyone who finished that is uh, the, the last time is a different level. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you much for coming on. Much appreciated. Well, th- thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks to Andy there for that insight into the North Downs Way Hundred. Certainly seems like a challenging event was made a lot harder this time with training issues and obviously the weather took its toll on the runners. I've fallen quite a few of my running friends who were taking part in it, and yeah, finishing was definitely in the minority this time. Elsewhere in the running world, we've seen London Marathon have finally stopped announcing dates of more forthcoming announcements and finally actually announced something, which is that their event is going to be elite only and people have been rolled forward to October in future years. So they're keeping with the October date, seem to have abandoned the April date for the time being, which is an interesting take and certainly shows that perhaps they're considering the kind of winter spring type issues be a bit more contentious for covid transmission i've got my first race tomorrow since march i'm doing the ultra 5k which is five 5k races on the hour every hour for five hours so an unusual race format that's over at bedford so again looking to see how that works and what they've done to make that safe for everyone but yeah looking forward to getting out there and getting some running in certainly i've not done much speed work so Five 5k races are certainly be interesting. A forthcoming podcast we've got are the Race of the Tower. I'm looking for somebody to talk about uh, Great North Runs. If that's you and you ran it last year, then please let us know. And if there's any other races you'd like to see featured, then drop us a line. Okay.